Welcome back to Son of a Mix and the Iceman. We've been away for a couple months, but we are indeed back now. Um, to start the show, <coughs> we're going to do something a little different. Um, we're going to start with our off topic, and we are going to do bone-in versus boneless wings, and I'm going to let Peyton take the lead here. So bone-in versus boneless, what are we thinking? You know, <coughs> both are gifts from God, honestly. Like, I, I don't think anyone can disagree with that. We're all blessed to be able to have chicken wings. Wings in general. Yeah. But, yeah, we were talking. I've been to B-dubs or Roosters with Sawyer now probably 50 times. 50 times, yeah. A lot. Um, that's really, I think that's where we first started talking about, you know, getting the podcast together. Man, that but, was a while ago. Yeah, this dude loves, you know, he gets like 10... Like honey barbecue wings. I think he gets celery with ranch. Yeah, that that's that's a, your order, right? That's a, that is actually my yeah, order. I remember you're a bum, but the way to go. <laughs> traditional wings are just. You, I feel like you get more. It tastes like a real culinary experience. You know, I I I love breaking the bones. Obviously, you make a mess and stuff, and I feel like there's there's a time for boneless wings. You know, when you're with other people, but like. Uh, there's very few things I enjoy more than like a Tuesday night at B-dubs, you know, get 10, buy, buy 10, get 10 free. Well, I think they're doing 50% off now, which is stupid, but you actually said culinary experience. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah. I, I, I don't, I don't. I, so you're a hater of traditional is what you're saying. Okay. Listen, I, I, I just, for me, I don't need the wings. Like, I don't need when I walk out of the restaurant, everybody to know I ate wings. Well, that is why you, like, are a civilized human and, you know, you you can't you, you use the, the little, like, wet napkins that they give you. Those are a game changer. I, I, I don't know why you can't be an adult and, like... <laughs> eat like a normal civilized human being like this isn't the stone ages how many how many wet napkins do they give you you ask for more like you tip the waitress and, so, and so, she gives you more like no no so you're you're giving so literally if you if i get boneless wings i don't have to tip as much because, no 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 either way because gonna, they don't give you the wet either napkins. way you're tipping between 25 and 30 percent you know, you tip twenty five to thirty percent. You're a madman. Are I, you? You're I, not tipping that much. I tip twenty. Okay, yeah. Oh, how I mean, much, how much do you tip for a haircut? Uh, okay, okay. I think so. Typically, my haircut's like twenty dollars. So you tip and I like tip five. I tip. I tip four dollars. I give her twenty four. Oh, uh, okay. Yeah. Yeah, that's yeah. reasonable. But actually, speaking of that, got a haircut. Uh, <laughs> you were feeling me up in the car last night. We uh, <laughs> I, I, I went to the went to the Jackets game with a couple buddies last night, and um, huge W for the Jackets. Picked it up in the uh, in the shootout. Chinikov, um, you know, was absolutely electric in the game. Good goal next. And uh, obviously, Sawyer and I are and, and Noah Brown, uh, guest of the podcast. Uh, we're going to hit up uh, the crew game today. This will be Sawyer's first uh, in the dot um, at oh, yeah. Lowa.com Field in Columbus. I guess it'll be Noah's second. Yeah, Noah's second time. I took him uh, to the home opener. We'll we'll talk some crew here in a second. But, uh, yeah, yeah I uh, <laughs> we picked Sawyer up after the game, and, you know, he's asking me, like, when did you get your last haircut? I was like, you know, like 
Thursday night or something like that. He's like feeling my hair and stuff. I was like kind of feeling violated, but uh, I was very- you know, we we had great conversation in the car. We obviously made it home safe. Blessed by that. But uh I was very interested when he got his last haircut, folks. Yeah, and <laughs> to jump ship again, Sawyer we, we always have like a pre-show meeting. I don't I don't know if you guys know that or not. I think we've mentioned it a couple times, but mm-hmm. Sawyer was talking about like a future topics list and he mentioned how he despises ranch with pizza and and yeah, there are very few things that i enjoy more than ranch and pizza like i i often ask for for ranch when i'm you know really anywhere with pizza you know a barbecue chicken pizza bussin with ranch you know a regular pepperoni you you know you so you throw some bacon on there Ranch just enhances the pizza. Such a weird, it's such a weird combination, in my opinion. I just, I don't get it. I don't. Well, well how do you feel about like ranch on, or uh, not ranch, uh, ketchup with eggs? Oh, oh, yeah, that that's good. Yeah, I like that. Yeah, okay. Well, I feel like that is more out of bounds than really. Yeah, I like that too. Yeah, I, I, eggs are so dry. Like, I feel like, mo- like you so- think. Yeah, I think eggs are kind of dry, so like the ketchup kind of spices. Do it you up like a your bit. pizza like extra saucy and all that sauce? Like, I don't like my pizza dripping with like grease. I like it. Like, I don't like my pizza dry. It's like that middle ground. Like, what's but, your favorite pizza place? I don't know. In Marysville or Columbus? In general. In general. Have you had late night slice? Yeah, 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 yeah. Is that pretty good? It's it's pretty good. My yeah. brother and me, uh, me and my brother went after a Jackets game to get Mikey's late night slice. That's pretty good. Yeah, I've heard good things. I haven't been down there yet, but there's a lot of good pizza places in Columbus. Yes, um, that I've noticed. Have you ever been to Houndies? I have not. Where's that at? Um, it is. It's kind of on. It's on like. It's kind of like West Campus, if I had to describe it a little bit. I'll have bit. to check that out. Yeah, but uh, very good pizza place. It's like one of those pizza places, like, when you, like, when you eat in, like, it's better, if okay. that makes sense. Yeah, you need it almost, like, served up on a platter. Yes, you I need gotcha. to, like, eat it in there. Yeah. So, yeah, very, very decent pizza, but I don't get the, I just don't get it. Because, like, I don't like the people who just dunk the pizza in ranch i just i don't i don't understand that. well as somebody who probably enjoys more food combinations than not for like i really don't know why i do it i just love sauce i think yeah. sauce is you do take me as a give sauce me barbecue guy. give me honey mustard give me ranch you know chick-fil-a is like the king of all sauces like they don't have a bad yeah. sauce and I think personally, their worst sauce is Chick Fil A sauce. You know, come at me, come at me on Twitter, come at me wherever. I, I Chick Fil A sauce overrated, but you know, Chick Fil A's other sauces: Polynesian, sweet and spicy sriracha, buffalo ranch. I mean, they are packing heat. I don't think it's overrated. I think it's properly properly rated. But I have heard that take before that <clears throat> Chick Fil A sauce is not the best sauce to have. Yeah. So hundred percent no. I don't think it's an out there take. Yeah. Yeah. Um Yeah, um, I think we're, I think we should probably move on, honestly. <laughs> you know, people come to listen about probably the sports. 
And or they're just like my mom and dad or or your parents that just like want to support us because like we enjoy doing this. But they, like, they kind of have to because yeah. it's their kids. And, and honestly, I've probably had all of these discussions with my parents. Like, I don't know about you, but like on long trips, like we always enjoy like question games. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Like, so like <clears throat> my mom's favorite color is red. So like we'd all go through the car and like say our favorite color or whatever. And, you know, we, we'd go to like, what's our favorite pizza place? Like that, that'd be something we'd discuss. And, you know, it's just a great way to like kill time on a, on a long trip. So, yeah, no, yeah. I, no, I get that. Um, we usually listen to podcasts like murder podcasts. Yeah. Like true crime. Yeah. Yeah. My mom's into that kind of stuff. It kind of freaks me out. It's that actually came up in my class the other day, but yeah, yeah I'm not a true crime true crime fan at all. Yeah, it uh, yeah, I, I'm I get scared, folks. Yeah. Um. Okay. Uh. Let's start with talking about. Unfortunately, um, we have to talk about this because we're local. Um, OSU basketball. Just the disaster that has became of the OSU basketball team. Um, I'll kind of let I'll, I'll hand it over to you, and then I can, you know, I can we can kind of bounce back and forth. But yeah, on the on the last podcast that we had taken care of, uh, what was that? December, January, January sixth. We we were talking about how we weren't going to be those fans that were going to come for Colt, uh, Coach Holtman's head um, after a few losses. Um, well, uh, times have changed. Times have changed. Um, I said specifically, um, Ohio state was about to take on Indiana, um, at Indiana at assembly hall. And I said that Chris Holtman was a guy that gets the job done. And, and I don't know if Chris Holtman is that guy any longer, you know, you drop like three of the last four games of the regular season. You lose at home to um, a bad Nebraska team. Were you, you there? No, I didn't go to that one because I I figured it was just gonna we were gonna chalk up a W. Yeah, and then you know you That's lose true. you you win a you win against an average Michigan State team that is not one of Tom Izzo's best teams. Um, obviously, he is an elite coach, um, top fifty and wins in the NCAA. Um, I'll give you that, but they're scrappy though. Yeah, they're oh, scrappy, but the Buckeyes pulled it out. And then, you know, on that Sunday, the last game of the regular season, you, you um, lose it at home to a Juwan Howardless Michigan staff, Michigan team yeah. in, in a terrible performance. You know, you, you, you blow a first half lead. I can't remember how much they were up, maybe like six or seven. We, yeah, they were up, um, they were up like seven and a half, and this is like becoming a norm for the Buckeyes. Well, they like, just come out in the second half so unenthused. Flat. What do they talk about? Are they dancing on TikTok? Are they are they filming snaps? Like, what are they doing? Like, are they are they Probably. playing two K? It's like Chris Holman's teams come out like flat, like they've done nothing. Lifeless. And, and and he doesn't make great decisions down the stretch with substitutions and things. And yes, people can talk about how this team is beaten up. You're without Kyle Young, which this will be his. This was his second year is he out ever, of the Big Ten tournament because of concussion protocol. Is it? Seriously, it's the same. It's the same thing. You know, Michi Johnson was beat up. Zed Key was out. 
I'm tired of making excuses for Chris Holtman and his staff where he cannot make good decisions down the stretch. You know, yeah. you don't have guys that are necessarily stepping up. You, you, you always have needed EJ Liddell to be EJ Liddell. You know, he's going, he, he's a wooden watch kind of guy. He will probably be a first or second team All-American. Um, his first team All-Big Ten. Yeah. And then obviously he had Malachi Branham, Big Ten Freshman of the Year, third team All-Big Ten. Uh, but really after that, you needed other guys to step up and support that that one-two punch that you had. And, and down the stretch, you didn't get that. You know, Cedric Russell, I think they talked about it on the broadcast uh, for the Big Ten Tournament when they played Penn State. He was like top 10 in the country or top 15 in the country in three-point percentage. Yep. That guy's not getting any minutes. You saw Justin Arn's minutes go down yeah. significantly. You know, he was a, a – what was he? He was probably a 16 to 20-minute-a-game kind of guy, and then he was dropping to 8 to 12 probably. Yeah, he kind of fell out of the rotation, but for for good reason. He um, Absolutely. He, he was not clutch. As uh, um, my roommate – uh, at college, says uh, Miles Dow. He has a good three-point shooting game, one out of every eight games. Uh-huh. So, and the thing about Justin Arns that frustrates me is he he doesn't he, he can't play defense. It's, it reminds me of when John Diebler played. They literally target him every time yeah. in the pick and roll. And I will not this is not a we're not gonna slander John Diebler. All time great. No, no. And and you know, he was clutch when we needed him to be clutch. But the thing with Justin Arns was we had seen significant improvement defensively at the beginning of the year. I would have said he was the third or best, third third or fourth best perimeter defender on our team, which I would have argued that there are guys at the R pack that could have played better defense than him. Um, yeah, you know, but he took a significant like after that COVID pause uh, there in December, where they, um, you know, they were scheduled to play Kentucky. I think they, yeah, they were. I think they were off for like a month or something like that before you know picking back up after Christmas. Yeah. But Justin Arns, once again, horrible defending. And, and I, I like Justin. I think he's a nice guy. I've heard I've heard him on Drive the Lane with uh, Ant, or, uh, Joey Lane, Joey Lane uh, and, and Andrew Zolden. And, and, you know, he just seems like a down-to-earth guy. And, and I support Justin Owens. But if you're not playing well for us, man, you shouldn't be touching the floor and getting minutes over a guy like Cedric Russell, who, you know, also not a great defender, but seems to be yeah. – um, that's At a, least optimistic uh, on the offensive side of the ball, and can take the ball to the hole sometimes. Yeah, that's that's the thing though that like Cedric Russell can't defend a parked car either. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Like it's just like we have. But I, I would take Cedric Russell going towards the tournament over Justin Arns because yeah, I at least too. he's not one dimensional. Yeah, he, he's a two dimensional player on offense, but yeah, put him on the worst guard, I guess, on the floor because yeah, can't guard him. Yeah, that's a good analogy. I like that. Yeah, I would too. I mean, I just I, – there are so many players in our rotation right now, and I know we're hurt, and I, that doesn't help when you're in March. But so many players in our rotation – just our rotation is not good. I mean, it's it's 
Liddell, who is great, obviously. It's Branham. But after that, it's like Jamari Wheeler, elite defender, can't really play offense. Occasionally has three-point shooting streaks. Sure. Um, Arns, can't play defense. Most of the time, can't play offense. Cedric Russell, kind of a streaky offensive player, can't really play defense. Bronk has been great, but Bronk, there was a reason at the beginning of the season that Bronk was given the minutes that he was given because... And, like, and we had a full backcourt at the beginning of the season. Mm-hmm. Or uh, that'd be front court, excuse me. Yeah. Full front court, you know, trying to split time with what feels like the longest tenured Buckeye ever, I think, in Kyle Young. Yeah. And then obviously you had EJ Liddell, who, like we mentioned earlier, first team all Big Ten. And then Zed Key getting, you know, big minutes. Obviously, Zed's been down, but, you know, Joey Brunk, grad transfer, you know, a big body, and it was big that Chris Holman got him, but, you know, he wasn't getting that play time at the beginning of the year, and, you know, he stepped up when he needed to step up, but, you know, I mm-hmm. I don't know. Th- no. This team is not, not improving, which is no. unbelievable, because obviously they knocked off Duke in November, which was absolutely incredible. You were there. Yeah. yeah, I was there. And, and you know, you pick up a big win against Wisconsin at home. And, you know, you beat Illinois. Indiana away and Illinois away. You know, you, you pick Seton, up. Seton Hall. Yes. You you win some, some really, really big games. And then we saw Chris Holtman's team struggle in January for, you know, his first couple of years in Columbus. And now it's you, – you are grabbing – for any kind of hope come March. Yeah. And and his his tournament resume is so poor. If we don't make the sweet 16, if we don't make it out of that first weekend in March, I I really I I, I think we have to question what's going on on the Ohio State bench. Yeah, I mean, I, I listen. I I've been a pretty big defender of Holtman because I don't like the Ohio State fans who are spoiled and want to, after the football team loses or the basketball team loses, they immediately run to Twitter and they're like, oh, fire Holtman, fire day, this isn't good enough, this isn't up to the standard of Ohio State. And I hate that because literally Ohio State has it better off than so many other programs like literally i think we're at least a top 10 program when it comes to basketball and football oh 100 percent maybe top five um so uh, listen i think holtman's seat starts to get very warm if he doesn't I, i i just listen literally if we got to the sweet 16 i would be so thrilled I would be I, genuinely, folks, sitting in Sawyer's basement right now in our little studio. I would be shocked if we make it out of the first weekend. Yes, I know that that is like isn't that weird? Kind of what we are like the ceiling right now is getting out of the first weekend. But folks, legitimately shocked if we yeah. make it out of the first weekend. Isn't that isn't that weird? Like it's just like uh, that's the expectation. I just think, and I. And I was talking with some guys at school and it was like, 
they asked the question, will we ever be an elite program again? And I, I think the answer is no, we're just a good program. Oh, I, okay. I think that's very pessimistic. Like, I think, it, I don't know. The, dude. the recruiting has gotten so much better and, and he's built a good program. I just don't think he's clutched down the stretch. And if you're not making good decisions, then that seat does need to be warm. Yeah, no, I, I definitely agree. I, I think, yeah, I think his seat definitely starts to get starts to get warm, uh, depending on what he does in the NCAA attorney. But again, Ohio State fans aren't the most patient people. No, as I as we know, and, and we'll we'll really test Gene Smith's patience as well. Yeah, if you know, Chris Holtman was a hot commodity. You know, Tyler Roy Butler, Williams yeah. retired. Um, Roy Williams retired what last season or the year before, and he was like. Yeah, number one target um, to build that North Carolina program uh, in like the future. Well, and people mentioned uh, like he wasn't he wasn't that clutch at Butler. Like he, I don't remember him going that far with Butler. Yeah, it, it, but obviously the, the the talent for Butler is a yeah. little different. He had good team. teams, but like I don't remember him being that that clutch but i think his again there's not much to the regular season but i i think that he had maybe won a couple uh conference championships maybe or something possibly yeah but yeah but but i really think we should jump ship to the crew uh, uh, an exciting team to talk about here in columbus yeah um like i mentioned earlier sawyer and i are we're gonna head up to lower.com field Yes, sir. The Columbus Crew take on Toronto FC, an Eastern uh, Eastern Conference foe. Um, really looking forward to that game. Um, I'd be shocked. I'd be shocked if Toronto can put one in the net. Um, they have been horrible to start the season. I I think they're o one and one right now. One loss and one draw. So it should be a dub. Um, should be a W. Um, I think the crew are second right now in all of the MLS and goals scored. Uh, put up four in week one against uh, San Jose. I, I Excuse me, Vancouver mm-hmm. um, at home. And then they, obviously they went out to San Jose. Uh, a disappointing draw, uh, especially after being up 3-1. Um, to, to, to tie 3-3 is just really difficult. Uh, but, you know, I'm hoping that they come back this week a little stronger, a little more fight. Uh, this team is still healthy right now, which this crew team hasn't been healthy since what feels like the beginning of 2020, mm. which is the year that they won the cup, obviously. And yeah. it, it's just it's just interesting to see how well this team has been built by by President Tim Bezbachenko. And, and I love seeing this ownership succeed. Um, really yeah. looking forward to the game today. It's going to be a cold one, but... You know, yeah, will it ever? Yeah, we'll we'll see uh, what this crew team will be down the stretch, um, especially as guys start to to get knocked up and and we start to invite some guys back into the lineup. Josh Williams obviously has been battling injury uh, to begin the year, but we got Milos and, and Jonah in the back, and you know, I, I'm excited to see where this crew team can go. And 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 Sawyer and I, we've talked about how you're going to want to try to get into the crew a little bit more. Hopefully today kicks that off and folks, I'm going to try. Um, yeah, I, I think I, uh, yeah, I'm not a, 
I'm not a huge soccer fan, but I will root for the hometown team. Of course. Yeah. And, yeah. and that's really what got me into it was, you, you know, have to. I just became very enthralled with what Columbus is about. And, right. You know, huge soccer culture here in Columbus, obviously with the United States men's national team coming and playing mm-hmm. um, what feels like every every go around with a friendly or a World Cup qualifier or something like that. So. Um, and then obviously you have the Nordeca, which is just absolutely electric, which we'll get to experience today and in, in the general admission seating over there in the north corner. Mm-hmm. So uh, we'll see about that. But, yeah, obviously a lot to look forward to uh, with the crew this year. So, yeah, um, definitely. Um, so our next before we we break for part one, we're going to do um, – <laughs> yeah, let's just let's do a little let's do a little Blue Jackets report. Yeah. Um so again, last night they won 3-2 in a shootout. Um yeah, we talked about it a little bit at the beginning of the show, but uh uh Yegor Chinikov um put it put it in net um to give the Blue Jackets the victory. Um so again, uh I will ask you, Peyton, what have kind of been like your thoughts on the team this year? Have they exceeded your expectations? Have they just merely met your expectations or have they performed below your expectations? So Uh, that would be my question. They have 100% exceeded expectation. I was really, this is so negative to say, but like this team is in a rebuild and I, I wouldn't confidently say that they're pushing for the playoffs because, you know, they're still several points out of the race. Mm-hmm. Um, they're in the fifth spot. They're in the Metro division at 61 points. They're 13 points behind um, Washington right now, um, 16 behind the Rangers. Like this team isn't built for the postseason, um, but, you know, they've made things interesting. I, I, I was hoping that, you know, they would kind of throw some games and try to get a, uh, a good draft pick or something like that. But, you yeah. know, with the trade deadline coming up, yeah, I think this team's going to try to retool and maybe push along this rebuild a little sooner than uh, we expected here in Columbus. But, you know, now, uh, goaltending has been hot and then not. Corpusalo gave up six goals the other night against New York. Yeah, is- this team is very... Um... This team is very up and down. They're very like, I think it's because they're young. They're very inconsistent, which is which is normal for young teams. Um, but I I'll agree. Well, here's what I'll say. I'll, I'll say they've since you said exceeded. I'll I'll say they've met expectations. Um, I'll say that they went into the year and they were like, Hey, we're going to try to be in the playoff conversation. And they definitely are. Um, and I think they, I don't know how many points they are out of the wild card spot, but yeah, I mean, I don't know either. Yeah. I mean, I think, yeah, I just, with, with the jackets, I think, they're very and the one thing I've noticed about the jackets is like our hometown fans are just insane. 
Exactly. Like, well, and that goes to just the culture of Columbus sports in general. Yeah. Because so you're going to be able to experience the Nordeca today. Uh, the fifth line in fifth in line Nationwide is Arena is awesome. Last night was one of the best experiences <laughs> I've had in yeah. Nationwide Arena. The officiating was horrible. Um, the officiating uh, here's a, the officiating has been bad at Nationwide for the last like trust me last four or five home games because yeah. I've gone to a lot of home games in recent like recent weeks and I don't know if you remember when they played the leaves and there was the little like the the lead the guy on the leaves like kicked it in he he basically kicked the puck in I think I saw that yeah and they they said there was like no distinct kicking motion I was like okay then I would go to the I go to the penguins game from with some of the boys from the house and um Danny Johnny and uh Pierce shot him out here and there was uh goaltender interference yeah that's right that was garbage that was, that was really that bad was awful yeah so yeah. nationwide was absolutely electric right now really rallying behind the boys obviously we got the w in the shootout that yeah. was one of the best atmosphere or yeah the best atmospheres i've been to in uh, nationwide so i think this team just needs patience from the from the fans and i have no doubt that the the Jackets faithful will give them time to kind of grow. And Absolutely. guys like Sillinger, and I still believe in Texier, and I still believe in Guanch. Brendan Guanch. Is that his name? Is that how you say it? I think it's just Gaunch, but Gaunch. Yeah. I knew I was going to mess that up. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's a, that's it for uh, part one. Obviously, we're going to we're gonna hit you with a part two here. Yeah. Actually, we're hoping that you're just going to listen to it back to back. But you yeah, know, whenever we'll, you get your time to listen to it, um, that is it for part one. Or you could on- you could be on the treadmill and just be like, all right, I'm I'm not gonna listen to part two. This this show sucks. Well, we talked about you know some off off the cusp kind of things to to start the show, but yeah, you know, you'll catch some of that in in part two. All right, go ahead, go ahead and listen to part two. Welcome back. Uh, if you. If you were loyal enough to tune into part two, here you are. Um, <laughs> pretty simple. Pretty simple. Either uh, you're here or you're not. Either you listened to the first episode and followed our directions, or you just didn't, and I guess you're just not a loyal fan. Um, so, uh, part two is Son of Bix and the Iceman. Um, I got pate here you know we're in the you know we're in just in the same positions in my basement and we're uh you know we're ready to kick off part two so um one of the best times of year is um is march obviously uh for the tournament um so me and peyton on part two will give um we will give some of our kind of predictions um since Peyton is going out of town next week and a little announcement um, planning to have uh, Mr. Brown on the uh, podcast. Our first ever recurring guest. We've never had a recurring guest before. Our first ever, like, like another host other yeah. than you and me. Yeah. Isn't that crazy? Yeah. I'm excited for it. I'm, I can't wait to listen. I'm really excited for the zone, the zone to be back on the pod. Um, so yeah, the tournament uh, definitely is a great time of year. And this year, uh, I was talking to uh, 
was talking to Spencer Mills, and the tournament is really like open this year. Mm-hmm. Like it is very for the. I don't taking. think there's one team that is like. Oh, elite. I think you'll like this. So I got bored in one of my classes. So I made like a guide. I made like a tournament guide. Share some knowledge. Yeah, dude. I'll drop some hints. Um, so let me see if I can find it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Here it is. Okay. So here's, uh, this will work out well because I can just read this. Um, teams with five, and you can just, you can. If you don't agree, you can just push back. Okay. Um, uh, so teams with Final Four potential. These are the teams I think like have the potential to go on a run. Gonzaga, obviously, sure. UCLA, uh-huh. because they were back there. Back to back. Uh huh. Because they were there last year. Purdue. Uh, just lost last night. No, they won. They beat Penn State by eight. Oh, that's right. Who did Indiana play and they beat? Wisconsin. No, 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 no. Michigan State beat Wisconsin. Indiana beat Illinois. Yes, that's okay. Yeah, yeah. Sorry, 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 sorry. Yeah, no, you're, you're, you're good. Uh, Purdue. Uh, as I said, Kansas. Which I think. Yeah. You know, I hate Bill Self. Yeah, you, you are not a Bill Self fan. No. Can I ask why? Okay, so Ohio State played Kansas in what the Elite Eight. In like 2012, 2013. I think it was the Final Four. Was it the Final Four? I think four? it was 2011 was Final Four. Kansas basketball. Let me see. But yeah, I, I've just never, ever been a fan of Bill Self. I think he's a cheater. Um, I just think, I just don't like him. Yeah. Um, uh, next team, Arkansas. Don't know why. I just like. Is that Musselman? Yeah. 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 I can see it. Could you see that? Yeah. Yeah, I can see it. Villanova, gotta have them in. Got like literally, it's just Jay. I don't think so. Just Jay Wright. Yeah, no, I don't think so. They're out. They're without the point guard. Gillespie. Gillespie. Yeah. Did he get hurt? I thought he tore his ACL at the beginning of the year, or was that last year? That might have been last year. Um, Michigan State won last night. January, February, Izzo, April. Did you, I like, have you I heard like that? that? That's cute. Have yeah. you heard that? Yeah, no. Michigan State, not a Final Four team. No, 100% no. Auburn. You see that? I mean, they're one. I think they're kind of overrated, but I could see them going on a run. I know that's kind of contradictory. I heard a lot of people talking about that they're going to have a lottery pick. So. Jabari Smith. Yeah. If guys play like they're supposed to, yeah, I could see Auburn being a Final Four team. Um, Baylor. No. What? No. Seriously? No, I don't think so. Dude, they won the chip. Yeah. They also lost pretty big in the Big 12 tournament. Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, my I think they went out, like, week two. Or, game two. My dad said this. I think it's weird, because, like, it almost, I think it's almost better to lose early in your conference tournament. That way you're all rested up. You're rested. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Bama? No. Um, UConn? Honestly, I don't know too much about them. Yeah, uh, the Big East. I think they might be in the title game tonight. Maybe? Yeah. Against Providence? I don't know. Vi- wait, are Creighton and Villanova not in that tournament too? Are they not in the Big East too? 
They are in the Big East. I think. Yeah, then Creighton plays Villanova tonight. They do? Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, Creighton plays Villanova, and who was the team you just said? Uh, UConn. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're right. Creighton plays yeah. Villanova. No, UConn lost last night to Villanova. Oh, wow, wow. Okay. So Villanova plays Creighton today. Hmm. hmm. Interesting. Um, okay. Uh, next team, uh, Duke. Yeah. Yeah. Gotta be, gotta be Duke. Arizona- they, they are, they are deep. They're very deep. They have three elite starters. You talking about good, good guard play. Pa- Paolo Bancaro. Yeah. Mark Williams is a seven foot beast. You like Wendell Moore? Wendell Moore is elite. Yeah. And then, uh. AJ Griffin's been playing really good. Yeah. And, and then they bring some guys off the bench too that are fine. There's that one guy, Theo Todd. Is it? Oh. His name's Th- Theo I know? John. Is Theo John. Name? Yeah. I always think it's He's Theo. He's a senior. I always think it's Theo Todd. Yeah. I always mess that up. Apologies, Theo. <laughs> Uh, I always mess that Check up. Check out the pod, Theo. Yeah. If you're, listening to, if you're here, I mean, congrats, Theo. Uh, <laughs> uh, USC. Uh, I never trust the Pac-12. Until last year. Yeah. I still don't trust them. I No. Without the Mobley brothers? No. Not a chance. Uh, Wisconsin. No. Sir- what? No. Wow. Nope. Seriously, Greg Gardner, Ben Short. Johnny Davis is not not made for March. Think he's overrated? No, I don't think he's overrated. I just don't think he's clutch. Hmm. Kentucky. They have this guy, Oscar Shebway. Shebway, best player in college basketball right now. Really? What? He is a walking board. Dude is the probably the best rebounder I've ever seen in college basketball. He is a very good rebounder. Yeah, I if I did research, I could probably come up with better rebounders. You think? Oh yeah. Okay, sure. But, <laughs> he's a good. I don't know. Yeah, Kentucky. Re- Kentucky can make a Final Four. Do I think they will? No. He's a ten board a game and, guy. Oh, he's. I think he's averaging like twelve or thirteen. Yeah. Uh, double digit seeds that can make a run, in my opinion. Uh, North Carolina. Yeah. Yeah. Armando Baycott is exciting. I yeah. Like uh, they have uh, Hubert Davis is their coach. Name. I think it, that's his name. I'm, I'm pretty sure. They got some players. Wait, is it? I thought it was Shire. Herbert. Herbert Shire? No, no, no. Oh, maybe Shire's the guy that's taken over for Duke. Uh, yeah, you may be right on that. Uh, yeah, but North Carolina's got some. They got some. Hubert Davis. Did I say that? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, Hubert Davis. Um, yeah, uh, Baycott is exciting. They got – I'm trying to name some other players up North Carolina. I just watched them play. Leaky Black. Yeah. Um, and then they got, like, that seven-foot white guy that can oh, bang, oh, that can bang from deep. Like Mayner or something like that? Possibly. Yeah, I, I think that, that sounds correct enough. Um Creighton. I think they'd go on around. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Davidson. Lenardi had them play in Ohio State in the first round. 
Oh gosh, we're losing that game. I don't know. Telling you right now, we're lo- we are losing. Any team that has elite guard play and can put up seventy or eighty points will beat Ohio State. Yes, I a thousand percent agree. Um, Rutgers, hundred percent. If yes. they're in, yeah, they're in. they're in right now. They're in. Okay. Yeah. Um. Yeah, they're they're definitely in. Dude, Indiana. If they somehow slip in, Indiana is a team that I don't know if they're a double digit seed or not. Oh, they're in. They're in. Because they, they beat Illinois. The yeah, that's right. Yeah. They're in. That was they're a, a danger they are a dangerous team. Race Jacks or uh is that his name? Race? Race Thompson. Race Thompson. Trace Race Jackson Thompson, Davis. Trace Jackson Davis and then Xavier Johnson are a three headed dog right now. They're crazy. Can't forget about Miller Cop. <laughs> the great Miller Cop. Miller Cop. Okay, so I saw High State play Indiana uh, at home like a month ago, mm-hmm. and Miller Cop literally touched the ball twice in the first half, and then hit like three threes in the second half, and like made the game interesting. So like, shout he, out to him. He's hilarious on Twitter. Is he? I yeah, gotta, I gotta give him a follow. Because uh, Portnoy, Portnoy is a Michigan guy. Yeah, which I hate. Yep. Another reason to not like yep. Dave Portnoy. Um, oh, you don't like Dave Portnoy? No, because he's a he's a Michigan guy. That's the only reason. Yeah, because he's a. Huge... But he's a purist for pizza. He doesn't do ranch on his pizza. Oh, really? Yeah. Well, you ever man. watch the pizza reviews? No. That Every is... single one that comes out, I watch. Every single one. That's not something I do. <laughs> it is. It is great entertainment. Yeah. Um, pivoting. Uh, <laughs> Northern Iowa. I could see it. What they knocked off like number three Texas a couple years ago. Yeah, yeah. They're just pro- I can see it. They're just prone to pull off upsets. Uh, South Dakota State. Yeah, I can see it. I I I could. Hundred percent. They're just I've heard good things. About you know, them. they're a team that I could see making it out of the the first weekend, but obviously with matchups and things. But they're they're not a team that I could see going to Final Four. But you know, yeah. making it out of the first weekend. Yeah. New Mexico State. Hundred percent, dude. The old Mountain West is dangerous. Yeah, it was like San Diego State, New Mexico State. Um, where did uh, Jimmer Fredette play? BYU. BYU. Yeah, like all those teams out in the West, they always scared me. I, oh, they yeah. were always so fun to watch. I'll tell you a team if they sneak in that I'd be afraid of: Wyoming. Hundred percent. I'd be terrified of Wyoming. Yeah, their jerseys are hideous. I'd be afraid to play them too. And they're not a double-digit seed, but the the team. I don't know if I say this, that means they won't make a run. But the team that I have a weird suspicion that I've actually watched a good amount this week in the conference journey, Miami, the Hurricanes. Yeah, yeah. You texted me last night when they lost to Duke. Yeah. You're like, dude, this team's giving them a little scare. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I could see it. Yeah, like uh, you remember the days with uh, Shane Larkin, yeah, Barry Sun, dude. Do. That was an exciting Miami team. That was like good quality basketball watching time. That was like Peyton Siva at uh, Louisville. Louisville. Oh my gosh. Russ Smith. Yeah, that's right. Is that the Kevin Ware year? Uh, it might have been. Oh, just gruesome. Yeah, that was that was horrible. Yeah, what do we got next on the show? Uh. The last, the last thing I'll say about the tournament is 
teams. So these are teams that I can that I feel like can win the title. Like these are like my this is like my bubble. Like sure. this is like my bubble teams that can win the. the this is like my championship bubble. Like teams okay. that can win it. Um, Gonzaga, Kansas, Kentucky, Baylor, Arizona, Villanova, Auburn, UCLA. So it's like an eighteen thing where I think those teams sure. can win the the Natty. Um, next on the show. Um, do we want to take over with the uh, the song of the song of the show? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So do something you, new that we're gonna start. Do you want to do that? This is something I texted you back in like the beginning of January after we filmed our show. Is Sawyer and I are both music guys. Like we both, you know, get down with a lot of different tunes. Yeah, uh, we have different music taste music taste, which is really good. But um, we we're thinking about doing like a song of the show. Um, maybe throw out a couple different songs, but you want to go first? You, you got some songs on the radar right now, or you want me to go first? Uh, you, you go ahead and go first. All right. So yeah, I have always been a hard rock or metal fan. Um, you know, it's just become, you know, good. I, I, I just really like, you know, good instrumentals and things, really good guitar playing and, and, you know, an elite singer. Uh, so Sleeping With Sirens has been on my radar now for the last several months. Uh, Kellen Quinn, their lead singer, is just absolutely electric. Mm -hmm. uh, he's on that, uh, you guys might have heard of him. He was on that uh, song Love Race with uh, Machine Gun Kelly on his album that he put out back Great song. in the summertime. It's literally so good. Um, but kind of along that those lines, uh, Three Days Grace has a song called Get Out Alive. I really like that song. Um, something that popped up on a playlist I was listening to the other day is, uh, all I wanted by Paramore. I know that's a song that kind of everybody knows and I'll show it to you after the show. Cause I know you won't be able to think of it right now, but like I will literally so fire. Um, was it Haley Williams, the lead singer of Paramore? She is one of the best singers in Hollywood right now. Mm -hmm. Um, so all I wanted. And then, um, there's a song called move me. And Summerland by a group called Half Alive. Uh, if you're in the Columbus area, March 14th, they're playing a show at uh, the Newport Music Hall. I'm a big fan. I've seen them in concert before. Um, mm -hmm. They're just an exciting band, kind of along the lines of like a, a 21 Pilots, AJR kind of style, um, kind of an alternative pop, alternative rock. Um, just good vibes with them. Mm -hmm. I like them a lot. Yeah, um, I like those. Uh, for me, um, I've kind of been getting back into the weekend. Dude, I said that last night at the Jackets game. I was yeah. like, the weekend, underrated. He, he slaps. Puts dude. out so much good music. Yeah, and, and the thing about the weekend that I've talked to many people about is the weekend keeps evolving and keeps changing his style to... And he almost like keeps like changing his style and making it better, in my opinion. Um, so the weekend has done a great job of just adjusting to like the way the music, um, the way the music climate is yeah. kind of going. So um, I I've been listening to a lot of uh, Beauty Behind the Madness. Okay. Um, yeah, it's an album by the weekend. If you don't know, that came out in 2015. 
Uh, this album is really good. Um, some of my highlights, if you are like, but I do think the weekend, um, is a very specific mood. hundred percent. Yes. I think it's kind of like, if you are in that mood where you want to listen to slow kind of sadder music, I think the weekend is definitely kind of a good vibe for that. Um, like, songs like losers is a really good song tell your friends um again the one that everybody's probably heard is often i don't mm-hmm. know if you've heard that yeah. but great song that's been in my rotation a lot um also dark times with ed sheeran uh-huh. they just really they they really coexist with each other really well um and you know the weekend's also a great feature as well. On oh, the Donda album with uh, with Kanye. I mean, Hurricane is that song is beautiful. I think it's the best song on the album, honestly. I think you would be right with that. Another artist, um, Green Day, dude. Green Day's elite. Was it Billy Joe Armstrong, lead singer? Yeah, I think that's his name. Yeah, uh, definitely an album I would recommend is Dookie by green day came out in 1994 um a few highlights i listened to some of it um welcome to paradise burnout the the intro um yeah mayday parade is that is that the album or is that the song uh i i think that might be no that mayday parade is a different band yeah the album is uh albums called 21 guns is always fire too oh yeah and then the last one I would say is Luke Combs. Um, You're a country guy? I'm a Luke Combs guy. Okay, I, nothing I, wrong with that. I would not classify myself as country. I'm a <laughs> Luke Combs guy. Okay. Um, big song by him that I've been listening to lately is Cold As You. So I'll have to check that out. If you want song recommendations, yeah, that's what I would say. All right, uh, final topic on the show. We are going to do... Top five sporting venues that like we haven't gone to yet. Is that the criteria? Yeah. So I mentioned it, you know, kind of in passing on the last show, you know, it's a place that uh, places that you have grown up loving, or, you know, you've just now come to, to know, like in terms of like fan culture, the stadium or arena itself, you know, just the atmosphere of of the event. So, like, I'll go first. So, number five for me, I've already mentioned it on the show, growing up a basketball fan in the Midwest, watching Indiana Hoosiers basketball at Assembly Hall on a Sunday afternoon, like I mentioned, is just elite. Um, it's one of the, I think, one of the purest arenas in all of sports. Um, the architecture is beautiful. Um, is this your five? (laughs) Yeah, this is my five. Um, it's just absolutely incredible. Um, it doesn't get more, that is just pure college basketball in my eyes. Um, five, I have Fenway park, uh, where the Red Sox play, uh, green monster would be awesome. Absolutely. And I also see, I also think. This is like an honorable mention for me. Also in Boston, TD Garden. 
That's where the Bruins play. Is that on your list? No, no. Okay. No. okay. I, I thought I, – I looked – I was thinking about yeah. that too. I was really TD thinking Garden about that. TD Garden is – for both the Celtics and the Bruins, uh, that is just an elite venue. Um, I took a trip uh, with, uh, with a group of mine back in high school um, up to Boston and uh, seeing the outside of that. And, and the fans in Boston are just absolutely crazy. And, you know, yeah. that is an elite venue. And Fenway's on my list as well. Oh, really? Yeah, that would be number four for me. Fenway Park, um, you know, I've always kind of been anti-Red Sox uh, and the American League, really, in general. Um, but, uh, yeah. but, yeah, it's just an elite venue, one of the older venues in baseball. Um, so, so cool. Hmm. Oh, yeah, definitely. Um Number four for me, Arrowhead Stadium. Really? For Kansas City. Yeah. It just gets incredibly loud. Mm-hmm. I'd like to see that in person. I'd like to be there to witness it. Like, again, not a not a Chiefs fan, but just I think it's a game respect game. As get, a Bengals fan, you know, they they pack the stands. I've only ever heard great things about Arrowhead. So Yeah. It gets pretty it's pretty packed and uh Again, the Bengals, uh, it was kind of their home stadium a little bit because they went there and beat them, but we won't get into that. Might as well have planted a flag calling Baker Mayfield or something. You you know, I'm going to go off on a quick tangent here. I I do not get – I do not get Ohio State fans and Browns fans, and there's a ton of them, that were so mad at Baker Mayfield when he planted that flag. You got to win the game. That's really what it comes down to. And then just, like, totally accepted him, like, when he got drafted by the Browns. Yeah. For me as a Bengals fan, when Bosa, you remember when Bosa sacked him? Yeah. Bosa planted the imaginary flag. Uh-huh. That was sick. Um, that was a great moment as a Bengals and Buckeyes fan. Um, all right, number three for you, Number baby. three for me, Wrigley Field, um, uh, the Chicago Cubs. It's a great one. Um, once again, a very pure – ballpark hmm. um they were like i think they were the last ones to uh install lights uh i think it was in like 1995 or it, it was very recent that's ancient yeah um wrigley field so many cool moments um so many legends have played um in wrigley field I, you got the ivy in the outfield it, it, it's just the landscape of the, the it's just beautiful wrigley field's number three for me i have a legion stadium where the Raiders play, yeah, Vegas. I just think it's new, and I think it'd be pretty cool to go sometime and fly out there and see the Raiders play. Um, yeah, maybe, maybe got to take <laughs> Damian Lear with us. Any shots, my boy, Damian Lear? That he be looking cool? better than ever, boy. You keep grinding in the gym. I see you. <laughs> yeah, dude. He, you look good, Dame. If you're, I know you're, you're a faithful listener. I know you're listening to part two, so. Shout hey, out, hey this is a little – this is your reward for listening to part hey, two. Dude. We literally I shout you out. See you. Yeah. Uh, okay, number number two for Pate. Number two for me, uh, center court at Wimbledon. Oh, I was I was like, excuse me? No, yeah, center court at Wimbledon, uh, seeing one of the major matches there um, yeah, for the tournament. Uh, that's tennis's biggest major. Um, that's a dream of mine to head over to the U.K., and and watch it there. Uh, it's respect. Yeah. 
I love it. It's big respect. Uh, two Live SoFi Stadium. Remember the Chargers play? Yeah, and the Rams. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, again, I I'm a big person. Uh, I like new. I like new. New is not always better, but new is... We think differently, then. Because, really? like, all I've said is, like, purist. Like, things that remind me of, like, the old. Like, obviously, you said Fenway, too, but... Yeah. You know. I, I, I like new, yeah. you know. Um, number one for you. Well, to continue on with the tread, Madison Square Garden. What? That's 100%. crazy! Is that what you said? That's literally what I said! Yeah. Okay, so, folks, <laughs> the unanimous number one is Madison Square Garden... Now, would you rather see the Knicks or the Rangers? Oh, the Knicks. I, 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 I like. I, I would go watch. I would go watch a Rangers game, but I'm more of a basketball guy than hockey. I, I would like to do a Friday night, Saturday night, Friday night Rangers, Saturday night Knicks. I'd like to see the Knicks play the Bulls. I think that would be really sweet. Or the, uh, or the, or the Celtics. I'd like to see them play the Nets. Yeah. No, screw the Nets. <laughs> But yeah, uh, another honorable. I mean, Madison Square Garden speaks for itself. It's like the most iconic arena. That's just probably like, stateside. That's just great minds think alike. Yeah, that's dude. two legends. You know, thinking of a legendary arena. Yes. I've been outside Madison Square Garden when that's I took a crazy. trip there sophomore year of high school. Um, it's just it's so cool. So many cool events and concerts have been in there. Uh, Madison Square Garden is just legendary. Another honorable mention. I would like to go to um, to Europe and watch uh, where Manchester United play and Chelsea play. Um, some of those elite um, English Premier League clubs. Yeah. I think that would be awesome. Yeah, no, um, and then also where uh, Duke and North Carolina play. Cameron, Cameron Indoor and then... Uh, uh, you want to go to Chapel Hill? Yeah. Yeah. I don't remember what they call that. Right? Is that the... The Dean, Dean Dome. Smith? Dean Dome. Dean Smith? arena or something yeah. i think it's just called the dean dome yeah but... also rump arena where uh kentucky plays i think that'd be pretty cool where does syracuse play uh what's it called the superdome it's called something dome i know that yeah yeah i would like let's make a trip up there to syracuse yeah let's freaking do it next year dude i yeah. think we need to let's save some money and we'll, we'll go take a trip me you jack we can take noah too Noah, Dom, yeah, let's Damien, Dom. Yeah, the whole let's crew. Make sure Dom doesn't Nate, pass. Nate Maury, yeah. whole crew can come. Yeah, we'll, we'll run out a, a mini. A mini <laughs> yeah, Dom's nef- definitely not driving. Sorry, buddy. Um, <laughs> yeah, uh, so uh, that kind of wraps up this episode of Son of, Son of a Bix and the Iceman. Uh, again, uh, thank you for listening. Uh Again, we will be, I will be back uh, next week. Peyton is going on a little trip. Um, again, safe travels, buddy. Appreciate that, brother. Say hi to Sean for me. Yeah, we'll do. Um, and Brother Max. Brother yeah. Brother Max in, uh, in Orlando. Brother Max. Uh, yeah, but uh, thank you for listening, and uh, we're out.